Hello, you're listening to the Big Finish podcast launched on its deep space mission on the 2nd of February 2020. slightly different, rather special Big Finish podcast. We're in studio with The Human Frontier, a Big Finish original drama written and directed by me, Nick Briggs. Hello. And since that's the case, and I've been in studio all week with it, that's where the podcast has to be. I'm joined here at the Soundhouse Studios in North Acton, London, by Pepta Lunkuse, a member of the cast of The Human Frontier. Hello, Pepta. Hello. That's all you're going to say. That's it. You're just here to say. All our regular features will be turning up in this podcast with the redoubtable Benji Clifford popping in to do the reviews, the listeners' emails, since a podcast at bigfinish.com, and the Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And of course, there'll be our 15 minute drama tease, which will be Sarah Jane Smith. Yes, you remember her, don't you? The brilliant Elizabeth Sladen. Um, uh, who's it's so sorely missed but anyway we um the uh, first episode come back by terence Dix of our sarah jane smith releases uh, is available as a download for the first time and uh, so we'll give you a little uh, to celebrate the brilliant liz Sladen and sarah jane smith we'll give you the first 15 minutes of that for free at the end of this podcast but before all that pepta i think it's fair to say that um you all the listeners weigh into this Epic science fiction audio drama, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with that, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's start with that and see what happens. I mean, the story starts with you, doesn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, um, she sort of centres around uh, her, her human nature and her human sort of, like, essence makes the story. She, yeah, she goes on a journey from uh, just a, a girl falling in love to... Um, to losing her lover, to having to save the world, to understanding what it means to be human. She, yeah, she, she has a really epic journey throughout the whole episodes. Yeah. And you got to wear a spacesuit as well. And I got to wear a spacesuit, which is definitely a first. And it was blue, which was really lovely. <laughs> was that <laughs> you know, the best did, thing about it? Yeah. Well, I didn't wash me out, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Because everyone might be uh, a little tired uh, of me banging on about what the human frontier is. Yes. And by the way, folks, it's out in May this year, so pre-order it now at bigfinish.com. Uh, can you share your thoughts uh, on your first reaction to the script and what for you it's about? Um, well, the thing is, because it's it's the it's set in space and and the future. It would be very easy to be just oh, it's just sci-fi and all sci-fi. But it's not. It they they have these incredible connections and they there's bits in the script where the humanity. I mean, it's okay. It's about humanity and what it means to be human. And so you have you know you have people like Anna who is. Um, very emotional at times during the, uh, during it, and then you have Nilly, who's an AI, who is a slightly, you know, it's 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 deciding. She's sort of human. She's isn't she? sort she of seems human, to be but human, yeah, yeah. But then and then you have these other characters who have lost their humanity and have got. I don't want to give too much away, but um, so it's yeah, it sort of it presents you with three versions of what you think could happen two humans in in the future because it's not that far away from where we are now like the concept of it um ai implantation is a thing that is happening so yeah it's it's nice to sort of explore that and see and see the different characters and and go okay well she's she's definitely very very human as we know it now and then you have an ai who has human instincts or human you know capabilities and what that means and then you know the the um some of the other people in the in the in the show who think themselves to be human but aren't Mm -hmm. and so is it is it the idea of is the idea that if you think you're human then you are or if i think you're not human 
they know you're not. So, yeah. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, well, uh, it certainly opens up a lot of questions. What was that thing you were telling us about people implanting things now? Yes. I didn't know about this. Yes, yes, yes. I watched a documentary um, just about technology and where technology is going. And it was saying that there was there's a group of people in, I think, in, in maybe Sweden or somewhere like that, who... Uh, you can now like you can get your key card implanted in you and so like to open your door you just have to like swipe your wrist Um, and you can get like bank details you can like basically like labor yourself with your with with computer technology in your body and you see it on like you know other black mirror and stuff like that like it doesn't seem that far away Mm. and if we live in a world I found myself the other day Having three screen, three screens, three. Easy for you to say. Three screens, three screen, <laughs> three sc- screens open. Oh, yes, I got is. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three screen. Oh, I can't say the word. <laughs> three screens open. Um, and I was just like, this is so insane because I I don't need to be looking at my phone and my tablet and my laptop all at the same time but, clearly did but I definitely did, did because <laughs> yes. I was you know I was multitasking on doing all this technology stuff and it's just so part of our life now that I don't know it's a little bit scary and mm. yeah I, I think the human frontier sort of touches that really 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 well what's it been like recording this production um, it's been really fun. <laughs> um, no, it has. It has been really fun. And um, I think, yeah, I think sometimes sci-fi scares me. And so to have when I first read the script, I was just a bit like, huh, big words. Huh, huh. As you can tell, I can't say so much like screen. Um, <laughs> Don't you mean screen? Screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was a little bit petrified by that. But in finding Anna as looking at Anna as not, you know, a person from the future, not an astronaut, not all of that, but just as a young woman who's running away from home, but then just goes on an incredible adventure that asks a lot of her and she delivers. And the growth that she then has during the episodes, that was, yeah, that's been really interesting. And the way we've recorded it has been really helpful because it's meant that, you know, I've been able to to really form that arch of hers. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's fun and creative and great. Yeah, it's good atmosphere. I think there's yeah. quite a bit of uh, messing around from time to time. A little bit. Not too much, though, obviously. Work comes first. <laughs> How about you being sensible? I right? Like <laughs> yes, here's a little snippet of behind-the-scenes nonsense going on. Anna, what the hell have they done to you? Commander? She can't. She can't do it. Speechless. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. We've ruined it. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. I'm baby. so sorry. Bobby. Okay. Bobby. 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 Okay. Let's do it. Oh, Anna, what the hell have they done to you, Commander? Hello, Bob. Sorry, Robert. If you kill us, I warn you, the retribution... They're not here to kill you. They just want Anna back. Well, on you, of course, Commander. Not me, Robert. <laughs> Do I have to give that, that dot, dot, dot? <laughs> it's the continuing Bob-Robert joke. Yeah, OK, sorry, yeah. Not me, Robert. Do you really want to go with them, Anna? I... I'm not sure. Anna, don't go. It's been wonderful. Thank you. And so now, time for a welcome slice of Benji Clifford as he and I take a look at the latest reviews. Hello, Benji Clifford here. Ah, there you are. Yeah, here I am, yeah. I've been sitting in the corner all this time. Oh. Yeah, just in that chair over there. The the really rickety one, yeah, that's held together by bits of tape and blue tack. (laughs) The big spider on the side. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no. I've made friends with him. It's all right. Anyway, uh, coming up soon, we are doing reviews. Reviews of Torchwood Fortitude. But we begin first with The Diary of River Song, Series 7. From Big Finish Productions, The Diary of River Song, Series 7. It's the third body we found on your beach. I should complain. As you said. It looks 
bad. You can tell me. What are you ill with? Did someone do this to you? You miss! Just... Hello? Her, her skin. What is that? It's shimmering. I don't know. Oh, foolish girl. She must have already been feeling unwell. Do you see the spectre of a brother monk, Sister Melody? All things considered, I prefer the vengeful ghosts to the enigmatic ones. Unauthorized user detected. Decontamination activated. No, no, don't you dare. Now, it's absolutely vital that you tell me everything, while at the same time telling me nothing that I ought not to know. May the day dawn bright and cheerfully. Well, I certainly hope so. How's that pesky murder of yours going? Oh, time-consuming. I have taken my place with my ancestors, all of the finest warriors of the Ferox race. Bow down before my majesty, you abhorrent scum! Run! Professor Tom, as your legal representative, I really cannot recommend you fleeing your trial. This isn't fleeing, it's running away. When Dean gets going, the results can be shocking. I saw myself get murdered, kid. I watched myself die. You gotta believe me. <laughs> That's impossible. Quick, look back. So close, just a bit further. Run! I suspect some very old friends. By old friends, you really mean deadly enemies? Big finish. We love stories. I've got my eye on you, Angel. And by all that is sacred, I will stare you down. Well, SciFiPulse.net says, The Diary of Riversong Series 7 is my favourite set in this range yet. Each story is a love letter to a different type of mystery. Thanks again, Big Finish. You make it easy to binge the whole set in a day. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the Diary of River Song, Series 8. Oh, yes. Love a good nice. binge fest. Yeah. DoctorWhoWatch.com says, This is an extremely strong box set of adventures. It's, yeah, it's very strong. It's very hard for me to pick a favourite which doesn't often happen. More than that, it shows off just how fantastic River can be on her own without major Doctor Who mythology to back her up. The seventh series of The Diary of River Song is definitely one of the strongest in the range. Here's hoping that it's far from the last. I think you can rely on that. Thank you. I love that, uh, that new character you introduced. Major Doctor Who lo logic, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, mythology. <laughs> Major Doctor Who mythology, yeah. Uh, um, yes, yes. Along with Sergeant Cannon. <laughs> and Sergeant Fodder. Um, General so, nuisance. <laughs> I love, was it, private detective. Um, <laughs> Coltbox.co.uk says, We very much enjoy River when she's not tied closely to Doctor Who. And oh, these yeah. stories show her without the Doctor's constraints. On the evidence of this release, River has the potential to be with us for many more adventures to come. One, two, three, four and a half stars. Oh, yes. And people seem to be sort of thinking about the future all the time. And it's interesting. Uh, the digitalfix.com says River remains the sharp, inquisitive and irrepressible driver of the plot as she has always been. Alex Kingston, too, brings nothing less than her A-game to recordings if the high quality of her performance is anything to go by. I think it is. I think you do go by that, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't go by the wallpaper or anything. It's, oh, it's sometimes the high quality do. of her performance. Sometimes, you know, if it's a good mauve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm colourblind. I couldn't tell you what mauve looked like, even if... Really? Yeah. Oh, that's no. lovely. Sorry to <laughs> miss that. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Uh, on the Twitter sphere, uh, Tay... I'm mauve. The Werewolf. You're Mauve, are you? I'm Benji. Nice to meet you. Um, the Diary River Song Series 7 is so good. I'm hyped AF. Yeah, well, you can make your own mind up what that What's means. What does that mean? Hype. Well, oh, I, I, no. I can't say it on here. As Flip. It means they're very hyped. Um, I'm loving it and missing River already. Love your big finish. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh... And uh, Twitter reviewer extraordinaire at Tomhausen1218 says the Diary of River Song 7 from Big Finish is another fun and enjoyable insight into the adventures of hashtag River Song. Well written all around. That's right, the script was written all, all around. around the room, on the walls, everything. However, the third and final stories are particularly highlights. Alex Kingston is fantastic, as always. Sorry for my inability to read. Well, we move on now to Torchwood Fortitude. Take it away, Nick. Take it away. 
There it is. I'm just pressing the button now. From Big Finish Productions. Torchwood. Fortitude. What is this place? What's a castle doing in the middle of the sea? It is a sea fortress. I own it. Of course you do, Your Majesty. The storm. It has raged every night I have been stationed here. Night after night. Is it any wonder I'm half mad? Why am I here? Why has she brought me here? I shall announce your death in the morning. I wonder if that's why she's come here. To die in front of me. Big finish. We love stories. Mm, Queen Victoria, yes. Um, and, and, of course, very notable, that release, for James Goss actually visiting a sea fort during the extras. Yes, and going talk around. about it's commitment fantastic. to the cause. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, massmovement.co.uk says, Unnerving in its shades of grey, its uncertainties, and the shudder with which it will leave you, despite a resolution that promises some sunlight. It's an initially unwilling confrontation of truths and mistakes, and it shows the possibility of change through communication, even when the mistakes have been grave in days gone by. Listen to Torchwood Fortitude now, and any time you want a shiver down your spine. That's Whoa. a lovely review. I think I read it quite badly, but I hope you got the gist of it. enjoyable to listen to. Enjoyable. Occultbox.co.uk says... Mixing historical facts with tortured fictions, James Goss's script delivers some pithy dialogue and unexpected twists, and turns in what's a very conducive dramatic setting. Mm. Oh. Do you think it maybe is unexpected twists and turns in what's a very conducive yeah, dramatic setting? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it could yeah. be unexpected twists and turns in a very. It could be. It could be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll wow. leave it to you to decide, listeners. Uh, DoctorWhoWatch.com. Fortitude is considerably low key. Low-key. like the idea that it's just sort of, you know, all right there, Jack, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, 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 you know, you've got to go up to some old fort, you know, meet the Queen later. Yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah, think Jack's cool, in it. You know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. some ways, it feels extremely close to a historical drama with only a dash of sci-fi Ooh. that's not fully explored. Just a dash of sci-fi in that, please. Bloop, bloop. That's enough. Don't over-egg the pudding. <laughs> but it's also a rather strong drama and gives us a glimpse of the secret organisation's early days, back when Queen Victoria was Torchwood. Let's hope that we get more stories set in this era. Well, that would be good. I wonder if they're going to be. Just imagine. Mm. SciFiBulletin.com says, If M.R. James wrote Torchwood, claustrophobic, insidious and unsettling, recommended 10 out of 10. Ah, if M.R. James wrote Torchwood. There we go. And on Twitter... Uh, someone formerly known as Ploppy the Dog, I remember, which always makes <laughs> me feel slightly bilious, uh, is now as, uh, at Ploppy Le Chien. Uh-huh, you see? Clever. Says Fortitude by at Gosjan, and that's uh, James Gons, is another splendid offering from the incredibly strong hashtag Torchwood range. Rowena Cooper leads a superb cast. She's brilliant, yeah. Queen Victoria, Seaforts, Intrigue and Monsters, wonderfully directed by at the Lisa Bauman. It's... Perfect. 10 out of 10. Boom. That's all you need, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's all the reviews for this week. More next time. And back to you, Nick, in Mm. the studio with the human frontier. Yes, Yes, I'm sorry to to leave you. Sorry to leave you. It's all right. It's all right. Come back for listeners' emails. Yeah, it's good enough. I've got a packet of crisps down here. I'll be fine. (laughs) Okay, so human frontier, massively exciting. Here we are, back on the final day of studio recording for The Human Frontier. I'm joined by Mark Elstop, known to many Big Finish listeners as number six in our reimagining of The Prisoner. But Mark also is in The Human Frontier. Who do you play, Mark? I play several parts. I play Malden Gray, the presidential fixer. And I also play Bob Harrigan, uh, the pilot of The Human Frontier. And I play, uh, oh, the surgeon, assorted pilots, assorted security guards. (laughs) Yeah, you see, you've shown yourself to have too much versatility on previous productions. I thought, (laughs) right, I'm getting him in to do all these things. Thank you. Um, What's your take on The Human Frontier? How how would you uh, tease it 
to uh, well, listeners. I tease it. Yes, you know, to get listeners interested. Yes. Um, you do the marketing for me now. No, do it now, on the spot. <laughs> I think that it's... Uh, blimey, that's a big ask, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think that it's a very intelligent, very thoughtful projection uh, of... Uh, well, of what of what of what could happen of of what can happen. It's 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 an adventuresome four episode story, but it's predicated on a on a on a on several hypotheses of yours um, to do with uh, the human race deciding that one of its options regarding uh, global catastrophe of our own making is to simply leave. Um, and there are two underpinning philosophies, I think, uh, which you've incorporated into your story. We leave through our ideological uh, sense of we can do better out among the stars or we can leave uh, with that sort of uh, um, survivalist mentality of to hell with everyone and everything else. We're going to go out and find some room or make it, um, you know, uh, and the sort of the jockeying for, for, for supremacy between those two philosophies, I think. I think it's in, intelligent, thoughtful science fiction. Uh, and as I say, uh, adventuresome as well. We've got plenty of missiles. We've got plenty of nuclear warheads flying through the ionosphere, I think. Um, that's a good thing. Good. Well, um, we finished for the day, haven't we? So um, We have. We finished in good time. Yeah. Um, yes, but that's part of the cause. Big finishes, uh, you know, especially when you're steering, it's, it's always... Uh, um, we had a heavy day yesterday. It we had a, well, said, yeah. yeah, but even then it was it was it was fun sailing. Even if it wasn't plain sailing, it was still you know at least we didn't. Well, over it may be anything. for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always a great atmosphere working with you. Though I mean, that's Thank not you. just with you and with you know doing any big finished job. Oh, it's I always it very relaxed me. and very yeah. easy. So it's probably best with you. Oh, but, that's, but, better, that's <laughs> better. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the point in not having fun? That's why. Well, quite. Saying. I couldn't agree more. Thanks, Mark. Um, we've still got a couple of um, uh, things to do, but uh, I'll let you uh, go away for now. Coming up soon, more chats with the cast of The Human Frontier, our latest Big Finish original drama out in May this year, 2020, that is. Just go to bigfinish.com and enter The Human Frontier in the search pane at the top. You know those things? The search I do. Pane? Yeah, yeah. A little, like a little magnifying glass. But before that, time to rejoin Benji Clifford with listeners' emails. <laughs> So it's funny actually because mm. we normally do the email um, introduction. I actually had a dream the other yes. day that I'd approached you with this really crazy video of me introducing <laughs> the emails, oh. and then this robot comes out yes. and starts doing the introducing as well, and then I getting in this argument with a robot before <laughs> then you shoot it with a, a, a laser gun or something and <laughs> and tell it and tell us to get on with it. But it was the funniest thing about my memory of it. I can't remember that much detail anymore because dreams you forget. Yes. But um, it was like a proper square robot. You know that like they're just like almost looks like just like sort of blue Didn't boxes. Talk like that. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. pretty much, you know. But um, but yeah, so the robot's not here today, but if you'd oh, like to I want uh, to make that video. Well, maybe so. I will. <laughs> I'll to make it my life's work. Um, if you want to email it, it's really easy we love to hear yes. from you have a chat with you and all that hear what you're liking maybe what you're not liking or just you know your favourite gag um, you can do <laughs> uh, send us to podcast at bigfinish.com yes. podcast at bigfinish.com right first up this one from Max Hume mm. Nick and Benji Gosh. I like that. That's sort of a you know that that is a strong introduction. Like when we walk into an office or something. Nick, Nick and Benji, sit as down. I, Cognac. As I live and breathe. As I live and breathe. How was the Cinderman affair, by the way? I trust you got through it all right. Whatever that that was in one of our unreleased adventures. Yeah, the Cinderman affair. The Cinderman affair. The Cinderman um, a word. I don't know. It just sounded sort of it's good, really, doesn't it? The Cinderman affair, starring Michael yeah. Caine as John Cinderman. <laughs> Cinderman, I just go Cinderman. Cinderman. Now listen here. A worker who removes ashes or slag. <laughs> now listen here. I'm taking I'm taking the ashes, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, you slag. 
You slag. Um, <laughs> Apologies for the use of that offensive word. It's, it wasn't us. It was Michael um, Kane. Michael, anyway, back to the it. email. Anyway, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry Max. Uh, sorry, it's, it's my mistake. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> not a lot of people know that. Um, uh, email here. Uh, did I just hear you announce the latest podcast that At a Girl series two is coming out? Yes. I had to stop walking my dog to process that news and write this. <laughs> oh. He's anxious for us to continue. But that's just tough. Like that poor <laughs> dog. It's dog. ploppy Lucien. <laughs> I just listened to Ada Girl and Shilling It Sitzman's Investigate for the first time over the last couple of months and absolutely love them. Any plans for a Shilling and Sixpence Series 2? You can't just leave us with those cliffhangers. <sighs> wow. No plans at the moment, but it'd be fantastic. Very much looking forward to more at a girl whose emotional impact I won't soon forget. Mm. The human frontier also oh. sounds very exciting. <laughs> all in all, more originals, please. I know you'd only take a chance on a new property if you were confident in it, so I trust that anything you put out will be of the highest caliber. Best wishes, Maxwell, Boston, USA. Sent oh. from my truck full of ATRs that you apparently only need to sign for if you want one. Very good, very good. What's that? <laughs> what is an ATR? Certificate is a customs document used in trade between EU members and Turkey to benefit from cheaper rates of duty. Oh, well, we won't be needing that as, as of yesterday. <laughs> blimey. <laughs> yeah, blimey. Mm, thank you. <laughs> sore timing there, very sore. <laughs> Well, uh, and I'm glad uh, that you think the, the Human Frontier sounds very exciting and it permeates this entire podcast. After the uh, listeners' emails, we'll be going back uh, to the studio to chat more about it. We had a fantastic time, by the way. And I can say, uh, Benji, because the, uh, the cast aren't here to be embarrassed, that they're just all amazing. And, uh, and Petter Lunkuse is incredible... Uh, and you've seen a fantastic photograph of her in the space suit. So you? exciting. <laughs> Looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's just you I can't wait for people to see that because it is, as I said to you, it just looks you think, yep, that's science fiction, straight off. Bam. Does what it says on their cat. Uh, here's one from Jerry Lange. Uh, I think that's how to pronounce your surname. It's got an E on the end. It could just be Lang. I don't know, Jerry. Sorry about that. Hey, Nick and Benji, I am new to Big Finish and your production catalogue. I have been buying and listening for about a month now. Mm. Wow. Some observations welcome. from my purchases. Welcome, welcome. I picked up Space 1999 Breakaway on CD and it was truly superb. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's, of course, there's a, a box set, Space 1999, coming out soon, hopefully recording that in March. Um, great production values, packaging, art, design and story adaptation. My only criticism is I do think Mark and Maria's dialogue delivery was heavy-handed at times. OK, fair enough. Don't agree with you. The line delivery or direction came across as being angry or agitated when being spoken. Well, they were angry and agitated. <laughs> Not as subtle as I think was needed. I say this in mind of the understanding that the line delivery in all audio dramas needs an emotional punch due to the lack of the visual of the actor's body language. In film, lines can be subtly supported by the visual performance language of the actor playing the part. As I said, I love this audio drama and hope more Space 1999 is on the way. Maybe a Dragon's Domain episode adaptation. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Terrified me as a kid. I also picked up Doctor Who Scavenger mm. on CD mm. from quite a few years back as part of the uh, Anjali Mahindra sale. Of course, Anjali's in that, yeah. Because Anjali's in a new crime drama um, coming on to the BBC, so we did a, a flash sale of some of her titles that she was in. Excellent story and cover art design. I'm hoping for a fourth story to come to wrap up Flip's story as it ended in a cliffhanger. Big finish could put out a four CD companion flip box set in the future. Hmm. Lastly, I picked up the third Doctor Companion Chronicle story, Find and Replace, a true gem in the Big Finish catalogue, wonderfully acted by Katie Manning. Not to give away the plot, but the plan of the third Doctor that drives the story and Joe's reaction to it gave me tears. Katie's oh. delivery was emotionally impactful and heartfelt. I think more Big Finish fans should know of this stunningly effective story. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Thanks for all the Big Finish goodness, and I look forward to future releases. Jerry, it's really lovely to have you on board. We don't always have to agree with the criticisms that are made, I, I hope, but, uh, but thank you for your observations. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Find and Replace. My 
My memory is pretty good, actually. I can remember what I was doing in the 70s very well as it happens. So I knew he was wrong. He had to be wrong. My name is Huxley. I know all about you, Joe. It's my job to know about my chosen subject. You better tell me who you really are. I am a novelizer from Verbatim 6. I'm here to take you back in your memories. He was scientific advisor to UNIT. I was his assistant when I was in my late teens. He was exiled to Earth by his mysterious superiors. You made up a cover story for yourself. The Doctor was never exiled to this little world. Who was it who fought off the Axons and the Daleks and the Autons? It wasn't the Doctor. You never met him, Joe. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. I'll put a brew on. That was great. Thank you very much. Finally then, this one from our old favourite, Big Al himself <laughs> there, Alex Pass. Hey. Uh, Hello, Benji and Nick. I've just been re-listening to Return of the Crotons, a single-disc bonus Colin Baker story written by that there Nick Briggs feller. <laughs> Knowing Mr Briggs's preference for three-part stories, I was wondering if this 75-minute adventure was ever planned as a three-parter, as there appeared to be a couple of exciting cliffhanger-type moments around the 25- and 50-minute mark, our heroes getting buried by the rockfall and the Doctor surrendering to the Crotons. Was there ever a three-part version, maybe cut into a single long episode to keep the whole thing on one disc? Personally, I really enjoyed three-part stories that used to be released with the bonus single episode story, like ID and The Death Collectors. Any plans to revisit the format in the future? Just imagine, hmm? All the best, Big L. Ah, that's interesting you say that. Uh, I, hmm. I can't remember whether we were going to do a three-episode version of The Return of the Crotons. I honestly can't remember. But yes, it does ring a bell that I might have built in cliffhangers at the 25-minute and 50-minute mark as a possibility. But also, just because of that being a good story structure... Um, <clears throat> Uh, there are no immediate plans to do the three-part and one-part format, but I certainly would never, ever rule it out. hope that helps. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm, anyway, you. well, yeah. Yes, well, that's it um, <clears throat> for the listeners' emails. Anyway, uh, more next time. And don't forget to send them to podcast.bigfinish.com. And yes, we haven't forgotten about the Ask Jason feature you send if you want to ask our chairman Jason Hegelary a question send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com and make the subject line ask Jason it, it will arrive one day <laughs> seriously <clears throat> um, and now yes um, what shall I do Benji oh, go back to the studio of course go on off with you back to the human frontier off I'm going we've got, got work to do directly sorry can't be lounging around in here it's all over the table <laughs> Here I am back in the studio on the final day of recording with The Human Frontier. A couple of the cast have departed since you last heard from me, but let's hear what they had to say. First, Genevieve Gaunt. It's been fantastic. Um, I play Daisy Bailey, a the, the commander of the mission. We've had... Oh god, we've had some we've been fighting aliens. I've been falling in love. I've been getting drunk. I've been falling asleep. I've been waking up. I've been running around. Um it's been I can't believe this is uh like this is work. This is just heaven. Um Nick Briggs has uh he's, That's me. Yeah. He's a he's he he's a great director, but he's also written this. Um and uh so is that okay. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Um okay. so we're exploring kind of new new territory um with this story um and it's really exciting thank you very much that's like a dvd commentary you're doing there in this scene um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, nick that will be 50 quid um, he's wonderful <laughs> he's brilliant um he's the best director i've ever worked with with could you say that with more sincerity he's the best director i've ever worked with he's i think you stressed the wrong word there He's the best. Oh, what was that? Was <laughs> what are we doing? Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. Can't wait. See you. I actually can't wait. And then, thank you, Genevieve. Another big Finnish favourite, and certainly favourite of mine, Lucy Briggs Owen. Uh, no relation on the Briggs thing. No, 
Yeah, it's been good. I actually, by the end of yesterday, I was um, not confused. Well, I, I reread the whole thing last night. Oh, wow. Which I don't often find myself doing um, halfway through something. I just keep reading the bits I haven't done. Um, to prepare but I did I thought no I just want to hear it all again um, because I read it as it appears obviously and then we've been working on it in a more chronological way and I think that's just my brain went zoop. and I had so many questions and I thought no I just need to start I'm just going to read this again um, which helped which helped but then it meant, meant I had more questions about Dendrick today which I think we I brushed up against at lunch maybe it's not for me to know yet I only want to know oh, did you feel you put me under some pressure a little <laughs> no, pressure, because you already know the answers. Mostly. Yeah, not as in testing you, but just tell me. But I don't necessarily need to know. But sometimes, you see, my frame of mind is sometimes I'm really close up to what we're doing at the moment, and mm. it's difficult for me to step back, even though I wrote it. Mm -hmm. So I have to kind of go into a different thinking mode to yeah. answer questions like that. Sometimes I'm just not ready for sorry, it. No, sorry. No. And sometimes you just want to enjoy your lunch, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm very impressed by you reading the script again. Oh. So that was Lucy Briggs-Owen. We love her. Coming up soon, our last chat of the day with the Human Frontier cast member Clive Wood, a distinguished actor of stage, screen and oh, so much more. We're lucky to have worked with him several times at Big Finish. We'll be hearing from him after... The Randomoid Selectatron. Well, here we are, Randomoid Selectatron. It is 1.7 Doctor Who, the song of the Megaptra, whatever that the means. The Megaptra. The Megaptra. You can tell I've listened to this one. It's a Lost Stories release, this one. Mm, it was originally called the, the Space Whale, um, but uh, it came out around about the same time that, um, what was the, Matt Smith's second story called? Oh, um, can't remember. I could, yeah. Well, but it's got a space whale in it, hasn't it? The beast below. The beast below. Is that yes. what it was called? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. It just sort of came to me there, which I, I love that story actually. It's nice and simple, um, and uh, yeah, they wanted us to change the title of the BBC because it was, uh, you know, just too similar. Too similar. So uh, one of the working titles of it was Song of the Megatra. So um, that's by the the wonderful Pat Mills. Um, comic strip writer uh, and you know wrote those stories that we did the comic strip adaptations yeah. of the um, um, the Iron Legion and um, the Star Beast yes yes it's an old man yes, remembering that's the things one. Yes, yes, yes. and so I did a, I did a little interview with Pat actually for, for the uh, comic strip adaptations it was brilliant and he was um, he was very interesting he, he writes to me from time to time anyway let's have a listen to the trailer of the song of the Megaptra Here be space whales. Space whales? That's their song. It's beautiful. There it chimes. Judging by its markings, it's a pilot, all right. Range? 1200. Keep calling. Tractor cannon? On target. Fire! me down the pipe, Chief. Hello? I'm friendly. Are you? Perry? Come in. Perry! No! So, these are the castaways. They all look very young and healthy. Greetings, Beyonders. Welcome to our family. Ah, Captain. Doctor. You have to stop. There's a hundred castaways in here with us. You'll all be slaughtered if you continue. That was your choice, my dear. It's premeditated murder. So we, you can have 25% off that. Big How do they get it? Very easy, very easy. All you do yeah. is go to the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com. On the menu at the top, go to podcasts. That will lead you to the podcast page. Mm -hmm. You find the latest mm -hmm. podcast, which will be the one, the big one above all the little ones. Very mm. technical. Click on the, mm. the read more thing. And oh, on yes. there, yeah. what you get is you get the little yes. blurb underneath. It will tell you where to click and what to enter. Now, if you mm. want to enter it, it's very simple. You just type in buck up, all capital letters, no spaces, no punctuation. Buck -C -K -U -P. up. U-C-K-U-P. 
and you'll get your discount. Simple as that. Great little, great little thing there. Highly recommend you do it. And if you don't do it, well, you know, so you're missing out. out. But yeah, thanks, Ran. Always a pleasure. Now, time for Nick to have one last visit to the recent past mm -hmm. in the studio with the human frontier. Dear, dear. Here I am with uh, Clive Wood. Who do you play in the human frontier? I play the president, Brett Triton. That's it then, is it? <laughs> president of the universe. No, president of Triton, yeah. Well, um, how would you sum up the script or, or tease it to someone to pique their interest and make them buy it? Well, I've done quite a few of the sort of Doctor Who, you know, audios, and I think it's so, although they're great fun to do, it's so refreshing to get an original sci-fi script, which is is kind of epic in proportions and dealing with stuff that... I don't know whether this is what you intended, but what I, I kind of get from it is that no matter how far we travel in away from this planet or start up new colonies, we still kind of possess the same problems of tribalism, worshipping. <laughs> it just seems to be something that we can't shed. Um, so it's a kind of a fascinating interaction between two races of human beings of considerable many years apart now who really are just as dominated one by technology and one by um, suspicion and ritual uh, you know it's that's it's kind of a in very interesting world to to get your teeth into and and I think I think it will resonate with a lot of people I mean, as well as being exciting you know just generally generally the kind of exciting sci-fi experience you know what will happen next there's a bit of that in there, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, of course. Um, I was thinking, you know, like the human frontier is as much the frontier physically, but also sort of mentally and developmentally, you know, the frontier, yeah. how far can humanity go and change? And, yeah. yeah. The very edges. And we still seem to be, uh, within this, you know, there's still that sense of entrapment by the need to refer upwards or to something else always instead of going I am responsible I am fully responsible for what I think and reason and science you know and then again of course in this the suspicion of science with having things something implanted in your head you know who's who's what who's taking over who's speaking it's just that, that whole kind of range of um, paranoia and which is something my character is very uh, good at <laughs> paranoia <laughs> um, any highlights of the whole recording for you um, well, there's been a few, really. I mean, just, I mean, as an actor, I mean, I, you know, when you can't express yourself physically, you, you're not, you're not on the show. You have to find ways within the voice to, to, to show pain, to show paranoia. I mean, that sounds like the ABC of acting, but in this, it, it, I think it demanded real kind of a lot of subtlety. So there were lots of areas, certainly when I'd been injured, certainly with the the, the death. I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling the, uh, yes. the death of the seer, you know just this kind of overwhelming having to having to really for me dig down and find a way of doing it without cliche without without sounding like you know a reppy kind of thing kind of making it very real very cinematic mm. so that, that's been an adventure really mm, thank you well it's been a pleasure to work with you time now to go back to benji for a final goodbye So, Benji, um, final thoughts on the human frontier? So exciting. Think? I've, you know, I've always loved uh, the Big Finish original stuff anyway. I've been so excited about all of that. This has been a project that's been floating around for quite a while. And so it's really nice, especially talking to you so much, Nick. Mm. Um, it's so nice to kind of see it start off with you. I remember you saying, oh, I've started writing it today. I'm doing this. To, mm. Here it is now in completion. And from what I've seen, heard, and uh, yeah, I'm just so excited. I think it's going to be a really, uh, ex you know, excellent series of Big Finish Proper sci-fi. Proper sci-fi. Wow. Yes, I've had an amazing week in the studio. Very uh, exhausting. I mean, obviously, it's not proper work, folks. I'm not complaining. Um, but it was. You had yeah, to build the studio, though, didn't you? I had to build the studio and the spacesuit. Yeah, and the spaceship. <laughs> no, we hired the spacesuit from uh, Rob Alsop 
if anyone mm. knows. And big thanks to Rob for being very good about that and um, sorting it out very, very quickly. Well, as always, Nick, we try to keep our goodbyes relatively fun. Yes. So let's say goodbye in the human frontier sort of way. <laughs> What's that? Uh, how do they? Oh, do people people talk differently in the future? Well, I can't reveal anything. Uh, I don't know. Sort of. I, sometimes someone was wearing a spacesuit, so I could say <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you. And while we're gone, why not sit back and enjoy an absolutely free 15-minute drama tease of Sarah Jane Smith, Come Back by Terence Dix. Well, Lavinia... I hope you liked your day in the limelight. I think you'd have hated it, actually. All those people going on about how wonderful, how successful, or how much a pillar of society you were. The people from the Market Garden, they planted a tree in your name, just to the left of the village green. They thought that was more worthwhile than a big church send-off. I think they were right. But you know as well as I do, in a place like Morton Harwood, you don't get to slip away quietly. Brendan sent his love. Couldn't be here, of course. He's over in San Francisco. <sighs> Gonna miss you, you know. All those adventures together we never actually had. But you listened to me going on 19 to the dozen, so you must have felt you knew as much as I did about my work. Going to miss you so much. Oh, your solicitor tipped me the wink about your will. Thank you. Very nice. Quite what I'm going to do with the house, market garden and the royalties on your patents. I'm not quite sure. But I promise to be at least slightly frivolous, as you insisted so much last Christmas. Well, I best be getting back to the house now. The locals are gathering for the party and apparently Juno Baker says we're not to call it awake because you don't believe in such things. I'm glad she's around. I think she was very fond of you. Goodbye, Lovie. I love you. Miss Smith. Oh. Oh, Sarah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't think... No, no, uh, you wouldn't. I, I work in the village. I just wanted to pass on my condolences. Oh. I can't make the bash at the big house, but I wanted mm. you to know that we all loved and respected your aunt very much. Oh, how very kind... Thank you, Mr... Anyway, a uh, moustache can't bear the rain. Oh, I... I gather the last episode of your series goes out tonight. We've watched them all. <laughs> You're very good at getting to the heart of these things. I'm sure tonight's will be memorable. Thank you. I doubt I'll see it, though, with all this going on, but you, you, thank you again. It's lovely, thank you. Goodbye, Miss Smith. Bye. Right. To the house and the waiting throng. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Harris. How is Miss Smith? In mourning. Nothing compared to how she'll be tomorrow morning. Shall we go? These tedious little Cotswold villagers are like something out of Enid Blyton. Back to London, then? Yes, Harris. Back to London. And the beginning of the end for Sarah Jane Smith. been a customer of this bank for 20 years, young lady. And I'm sure you're a very old and valued customer, Mr. Venables. On the other hand, I'm a very new cashier, and I've been given strict instructions to ask for identification before cashing large cheques, especially if I don't know the customer. So if you could help me 
just this once? Do you think you will remember me next time? Oh, yes, Mr. Venables. I'll be sure to remember you. Look, mate. Just show the lady some ID, will you? You're holding up the queue. Oh, look, I want none of your insolence, young man. You can wait your turn. Oh, very well, then. Now, let's see what I can find for you. Yes, here you are. Uh, gas bill, credit cards, library card. Will that do? I'm afraid I didn't bring my passport. I, I didn't think I'd need it. No, no, that'll be absolutely fine. And I'm sorry for... Ooh. Well, are you going to cash my check or not? Possibly not. Not immediately. What now? Do you need my fingerprints? Or do I have to take a blood test? Two gentlemen have just come into the bank. Well, what of it? They're wearing black balaclavas and carrying sawn-off shotguns. I rather think we're about to be held up. That was just a warning. Next time I won't be aiming at the ceiling. Nobody move and nobody will get hurt. Shut up! That's better. Now, while I look after the door, my mate will pass along the counter and the cashiers will empty their cash drawers into this sack and stay away from those alarm buttons. All right, get on with it. First you. Come on, hurry up. You there. You, the manager. I am. Open the connecting door and get that safe open. I'll do no such thing. Do it, or I'll shoot the nearest customer. Very well. Under protest. Under anything you like, just do it. All right, love, now you, get a move on. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. Can't seem to get the drawer open, seems to be stuck. What are you doing down there? Give me that! It's only my mobile, not switched on. Oh, tough! <laughs> Who did that? Did you do that? Oh, me. Oh, listen, there's a direct link to the local station. I'd run for it if I were you. Smart bitch. I'll blow your head off. No, no, you don't. Give me that. Don't. Look out. You're letting him get away. On police. Nobody move. Drop that shotgun now. You two, sir. Yeah, take it. I don't want it. They bloody guns. I said drop it. All right, all right. Have him. Get him in the van with the other two. Oh, you are, Sarge. Come on, you. Let go of me. You got it wrong. Get off me. I'm a customer, not a bank robber. Oh, no, no, wait. Wait, he isn't one of them. Miss Samuels, I... I... Mr. Hedges, I must talk to the police. They're arresting the wrong man. Sergeant, wait. That young man had the shotgun because he had just taken it off one of the robbers who threatened to blow my head off with it. He saved my life. Is this true? Of course it's true, you monkey. I'm a have-a-go hero, yeah? I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. Just watch your lip, sir, all right? <clears throat> Are you sure about this, miss? Of course I'm sure. <clears throat> I can confirm this young lady's story, Sergeant. This young man was behind me in the queue. He acted most courageously. He's been arrested now. I can't just let him go. Look, we can't sort this out here. We'll have to come down to the station and make a statement, Miss... Um... Hold on, I know you don't, I? Oh, no, I don't think so. That's right, you're Sarah Jane Smith. You used to be on that Planet 3 show, Undercover Stuff. You gave us a break once on that company that was shipping firearms oh, to... her! Yes! I mean, no. Oh, I mean, yes. I'm always mistaken for her. No, I'm Marie Samuels. I, I work in the bank, uh, as you can see. Oh, on a job, are you, Miss Smith? Undercover investigation. <coughs> Is uh, everything sorted out, Miss Samuels? No, not quite. They want me to go down to the police station and make a statement. But then, of course, you must go. All right, well, I will be back as soon as I can. Oh, no. Take the rest of the afternoon off to recover from your ordeal. Are you sure? Oh, positive. Off you go. Charlie, give this lady and this uh, other gentleman a ride down to the station. Right, Sarge. Uh, this way, you two. Oh, uh, Sergeant. Sir? Did I hear you saying you recognised our Miss Samuel? Yes, sir. Used to be on the telly. Had her own programme for a while. Investigative reporter. She was in the news a few months back. Some people she was investigating turned out to be legit, and she lost her job, I think. Anyway, her name's Sarah Jane Smith. Smith? I see. A great stuff, Nat. Now that little cover's been blown. Nat, we've worked hard at creating a new life for me, and this police moron blows it. The bank have my home details. 
I have to move. Again? Yes, again. Great. First I lose the house in Denham, then the flat in Chalk Farm, and now this one. One day I just may get to unpack. Listen, Sarah, as always, what prepares for such eventualities? Is this going to be one of those own oh, your star conversations? Yep. Oh. I've done a drive-by on an estate agency in South London, about as far away from where you are now as you can get. I take it drive-by is some computer talk rather than the suggestion you've been taking pot shots at it. It means I do a quick in-and-out hack on my laptop, Sarah. There's two nice flats, ground floor, just behind the Astronomical Society in Vauxhall. Give me 24 hours and we'll set Lila Quest up in there. You're a star. I know. <laughs> Listen, there's a nice internet cafe in Kennington. Turn that out of the tube. It's called Net Effect, one of my regular haunts. Meet me there tomorrow at, say, two, and I'll have the keys to one of the flats. Ground floor, if it's all right with you, so I can come and visit. Oh, Nat, what can I say? You can say that one day when you're rich, famous, and no longer looking over your shoulder, you'll get me away from Planet Three and set me up in my own TV company. Promise. One day. <laughs> Get me Mr. Harris. Name? My name is Ralph Hedges. How did you obtain this number? I was given it to use in an emergency, and this is an emergency, you stupid tin box. Put me through to Harris at once. For heaven's sake. Harris? Ah, Mr. Harris, I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to disturb you like this. You said there was an emergency. We recently took on a temporary cashier, not a young girl, a grown woman. Her name was Samuels. She said she wanted a change from a career in teaching. Go on. She started at the beginning of the week. Today, there was an attempted hold-up. No, indeed, she was instrumental in foiling it. The police arrived, and one of them recognized her as Sarah Jane Smith. <laughs> Former Planet 3 investigative reporter and all-round loser. You need to sharpen up your vetting and recruiting procedures, Mr. Hedges. You know her? Miss Smith and I have met before, and the CEO is always keen to know her whereabouts. She must be investigating us. The, the financial arrangements for Bioguard, or, or, or Operation Holter, or, or even the... Calm, Hedges. Not even Miss Smith can have discovered very much in one week, especially with a bank robbery to cope with. What do you want me to do? Sit tight, Mr. Hedges, and leave everything to us. <laughs> to me. It'll all be different in the morning. <laughs> You'll have to wait, I'm afraid. I'm... Oh. Yes? It's me. You? The bloke from the bank. Oh, my God, yes, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just came round to say thanks. How did you know my address? Maybe I read it off your statement when the Sarge wasn't looking. But look, if I've come at a bad time... No, no, no. Then you look a bit... <laughs> going away. Well, just for the night. Well, are you OK? You look like the cat who found the cream was sour. I am, but it's nothing to do with you. I'm having a bad day all round. Look, anyway, I should say thank you. You probably saved my life. That's not what the police thought. Well, they let you go, though. I had no choice, really. Not after your statement. That old bloke turned up, too, and backed you up. Oh, yeah, Mr Venables. <laughs> bless his crotchety old heart. So what took them so long? They were dead keen on tying me in with the robbery. Oh, why? Well, to be honest, I've got a bit of form. I uh, set a few buildings alight back when I was a teenager. I was quite good at it, too. But I've been straight for years now. But the police didn't believe you? They wanted to know why I was in the bank when I'm not a customer. So why were you? I was looking for you. What? <laughs> I come bearing gifts. Here. What is it? Oh, it's not going to go bang, you know. Letter bombs tend not to be delivered by hand, in case the delivery boy loses his. Oh, God. <laughs> what? On the front. It just says F-A-O-S-J. And? Well, there's only one person who calls me S-J because she knows it really pisses me off. Ellie Martin. <laughs> oh. Well? Well, what? What is it from her? Read it and find out. <laughs> S-J. Blast. Problem? No, it's right. Ellie Martin. So how do you know her? We... Um, well, 
we knew each other quite well a couple of years ago. While she goes round the country righting wrongs and hugging trees, freeing small furry animals and hiding foxes, Muggins here gets to do her dirty work in the big city. She sent me that in a bigger parcel of leaflets and postcards she wanted sticking up in pubs and bars. Oh, that sounds like our Ellie. <laughs> well, she wants me to meet up with her day after tomorrow. Well, now I just have to find her latest treehouse. Huh? Um, yeah, you know, thank you for bringing it here. Uh, I, I got fired. This morning. Some copper called work to check up on me when I was at the Nick. Suspicion of involvement in a bank robbery, that was enough for them. I went round there when they turned me loose and they gave me my cards. Oh, not fair. Didn't you tell them the true story? I can be bothered. I've had enough of that job anyway. And they gave me a nice bonus in cash. Never mind me, what about you? Well, what about me? What are you doing in that bank anyway? <laughs> I was working as a cashier. Come off it. I know you're a famous investigative reporter. Uh, yeah, well, used to be. Um, let's just say the investigating reporter racket's been falling off a bit recently. Uh, look, I've just put the kettle on. You fancy a cuppa? Coffee, if you got it. Decaf, lots of milk. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and order The Human Frontier out this May 2020 at bigfinish.com. Do it. Couldn't, Down the back, resist. just do it. Do it. Do it. Do <laughs> it. Do it.